Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. And the Oscar goes to... Hey! And welcome. <laughs> Hello, this is Cinnabuds. I'm 88.9's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films, Christopher Bollard. And um, the Oscars were this weekend, so we're doing a little Oscar wrap-up. I missed them. Oh, no. No, I saw them. The 91st Academy Awards are in the bank, and everything was going so well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so true. I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed most of the selections. And then they slapped me with a fish in the face. Uh-huh. Green Book won, which neither of us loved. Um, but we loved the rest of the entire presentation. Yeah. I personally felt like it was one of my favorite uh, Oscars to watch in years. Going hostless was fantastic, and they should never have a host again. I think in past years, the host has been a bit of a punching bag. Yeah. You know, a subject of uh, controversy and talk after. Also have just led to them being incredibly long, not yeah. having a host, just kind of like focused and honed things in. I do not think that we missed a beat without a host. I mostly agree. Slight adjustment. I think they should have a host. Mm. All they have to do is adjust it. So like when, so one of my highlights was having Tina Fey, uh, Hi, Rudolph, Amy, Amy Poehler. Poehler come out. They were hilarious. They talked for maybe four minutes yep. and then that was it. I think maybe they come out one more time at one point, but they don't have to do any of those bits where they bring people in, they order pizza for the audience. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. they can eliminate those. That's like a huge time suck. Just have some funny, classy people uh, chat you up at the beginning and then move on, which is what they did. Mm -hmm. I think not having a host left the real best moments to not try to be manufactured moments yeah. that were written by the host. You know, we came... We came out of this award ceremony with saying, you know, the best part of this was Samuel L. Jackson announcing that Spike Lee won. Yeah. Or Olivia Coleman's speech. Right. You know, it was those moments that were impromptu and unscripted, yeah. which ended up being the star, which having a host, you try to get those moments to be like, you know, Ellen DeGeneres taking a selfie or something right, like right. that. Which is, those are the moments you, I think you can eliminate. Right. And, and, and that's what they did. So... We agreed that not having hosts was great. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a matter of calling it a host and just not doing the same thing that you do all the time. Right. Essentially, yes. In the longer version, we're going to get to kind of a, a breakdown of more of them, but let's go through one um, here up at the top. We want to talk about our favorite award of the yeah. big ones, which was Best Actress was won by Olivia Coleman for her oh, role in The Favorite. Such the sweetest upset. And any little girl who's who's practicing their speech on the telly, you never know. And when I, I, I used to work as a cleaner and I loved that job. I did spend quite a lot of my time imagining this. Oh, please wrap up. Right, okay. Leave it to the Brits. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They are always so charming and at least seemingly humble. I think she was genuinely humble. Her speech was so sweet. Tears and laughter the whole time. She's so fun. She's always really funny. But, like, this is, like, funny, but also you can tell it's, like, affecting her. I think it was Glenn Close was the favorite. I love Glenn Close. She does deserve to have an Academy Award. Yeah. But I love that she addressed it, and she said, Glenn Close, this is not how I wanted this to go. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. And she said, this will never happen again. And it was just so off the cuff and uh, um, also heartfelt and real. It was a, a And just I've never a seen an acceptance speech where they included a... <laughs> 
<laughs> which yeah. was delightful. She did something that when I have my Oscar fantasy, I always mm. think, oh, I'm going to go up there. I'm just going to point to people I like and tell them, I, like Lupita Nyong'o. I love you very much. Yes. Uh, and I kind of like that at the end, she just goes, oh, Lady Gaga, you're right there. <laughs> She's pointing at people and like overwhelmed. So good. It was great. So um, we're going to talk a lot more about the 91st Academy Awards, um, our favorite parts and our least favorite parts. Least favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Support for CineBuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at associatedbank.com slash mkefilm. Member FDIC. Support for CineBuds comes from your membership at Steinhoffel's Furniture. Steinhoffel's offers mattresses and home furnishings for living rooms, bedrooms, and more. Steinhoffel's is a fourth-generation family-owned business based in Milwaukee and employs 800 people at their 19 locations across southeast Wisconsin. Online shopping at steinhoffels.com. We're back, what? Christopher. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about some of our favorite moments. Let's talk about our, our least favorite moment here. Let's get this out of the way. Let's get the negativity Let's get behind it, yeah. us. Let's get the negativity behind us. Uh, for best picture, the nominees were <clears throat> Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. I had Roma winning. You Me had too. The Favorite winning. No, I had the Roma winning as well. You had Roma winning? Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Book won. Yeah. It was the odds-on second favorite. Roma was the favorite. In an evening of, uh, like, incredible diversity, like Oscars, not as white, hashtag. Right. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, we had some firsts for, like, production design and costume. Uh, two African-American wo- women won that. They're the first two black uh, artists to win those categories. Um Black Panther as a Marvel film, like a superhero film, did really, really well. And then we get to the end. And then we got Green Book winning. Um, we've gotten some blowback for our dislike for the movie Green Book. Yeah. We 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 did we talked we did a whole podcast about our issues with this, and you can listen to the whole Green Book podcast that we did about that. But Christopher, can you just lay down yeah. in kind of like a quick and succinct way? Why we felt that Green Book maybe wasn't as deserving as Quick and succinct. Succinct. (laughs) Clearly, maybe not. (laughs) Uh, No, I will say, so generally, I will say this. On the surface of the film, the general message I get. It's a trying to learn from each other. Uh, There's some humor in it. We felt good. Yeah, I can understand why a lot of people liked it. Yeah. Absolutely do. Mm. However, there's a history of these kinds of films in Hollywood that really, like, oh, the white guy's the hero in a situation where, realistically, he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be two people learning from each other. In this particular film, it's just a white man teaching a black man how to be black mm-hmm. in the 60s or something, which is a ridiculous notion. Also, the film, like a lot of biopics, have a lot of things that are inaccurate. This one was glaringly inaccurate. They did not contact Dr. Shirley's family who was the uh, black pianist of that time, who was hu- huge success. They didn't contact that family, even though, uh, so the writer of the film, who's the son of the- Tony uh, Lip. Tony Lip in the film, uh, kind of messed up his timeline when he talked at the Oscars. They said, are you going to address the controversy? And he said, 
Well, when I talked to Dr. Shirley, he said not to talk to my family about it. And then later on, he said, I didn't even know he had a family. Mm -hmm. Those two things are conflicting. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of controversy about, and there's a scene where he, a, a white man who has been very racist up to this point, tries to teach a black man how to enjoy fried chicken. Mm. That scene is hideous mm. and it's meant to be humorous and it's very uncomfortable, but not in a way that it's supposed to be uncomfortable. So these white savior films, they also call them racial reconciliation films. The, the, the blind side, dangerous minds driving miss Daisy. These are all films that make white people feel great about racial relations. They're not realistic. And most of them, including this one do more damage than good. And that's why we didn't like Green Book. Yeah. <laughs> Succinct, maybe not quick. <laughs> so, um, Green Book won Best Picture, which we didn't love. But um, all the rest of the awards, I felt, were great. Best Director went to Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Which is very nice. Um, would have loved Roma to see it. Alfonso Cuaron, um, I think, totally, completely deserving. It was great to see him up there three times on the podium. The yeah, guy won, won Best Foreign Film, and he seems like a nice man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, he did everything in that movie. You know, yeah. they oh, won yeah, Best Cinematography. Yeah, I didn't know he did like it. just him up there. Yeah. You know, like you see that, the creditless role for the film, and it's just like Alfonso Cuaron like right. 20 times. Um, he was totally deserving for a movie which felt like the unified vision of his singular idea yeah, of what yeah. that should be, which was executed in a way that was just excellent. I mean, I thought it was the movie of a generation. Yep. So um, I was very happy to see. You cared for it? Did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> Best actress. Um, I, I, this was, it was a category that was stacked. Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good selection. It was a great selection. I think the right person won. <laughs> yeah, Olivia Coleman won. She gave a, gre- a great speech. We talked She's about that. so good. Um, Best actor, Remy Malik won. And I think, you know, the the category that had kind of the least amount of weight behind it. Um, yeah. And, you know, fine. I, I didn't, I saw most of those performances and his was fine. I don't think most of them should have been nominated. Uh, yeah. They're just, they're, there are plenty of other better um, performances out there, but they weren't in bigger films. So these are the ones they could find. I didn't think it was that interesting of a category. I like Rami Malek. Um and he gave a great speech, and apparently that movie was not directed by anyone, <laughs> which is just, there's a lot of controversy. It was it Brian Singer? Yeah, mm-hmm. who directed it and who a lot of terrible stuff has come out about him. Mm-hmm. So I l- kind of was just like waiting with bated breath to see if he was mentioned at all. He was not, yes, which not. I think was appropriate, but it was just also kind of like, is anyone going to say anything? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Best Supporting Actor w- went to Mahersha Ali, um, who completely and totally deserved it for Green Book. He's great. Um, he was great. Also wore that hat, which I loved. He and his wife wore an amazing dress. Their outfits were just so perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> I love the the fashion at oh, yeah. the Oscars. The pageantry. I mean, oh. I, oh, the pageantry. I love it. I love seeing people dressed up. I love fashion. So I Oh, you want to talk fashion, Justin? <laughs> uh, two trends on the red carpet this year, pink and tool. Oh, very true. You're welcome. <laughs> that was Christopher's Fashion Corner. Um, let's talk about some of our absolute favorite moments. I think that Samuel L. Jackson announcing Spike Lee's victory. Oh. Um, for best original screenplay. When Spike Lee jumps on him. When Spike Lee literally jumped onto him. And just the pure joy 
of Samuel L. Jackson announcing that victory. Yeah, screaming his name out. <laughs> that was so much fun. It was Samuel. It was uh, Spike Lee's first win in a uh, for a competitive Oscar. He had won one as a student, and then he won an honorary one. But that was his first uh, competitive victory. He wore all purple in honor of Prince. Yeah. He wore the gold Jordans. He, he stood out when he jumped on Samuel Jackson. He stood out so nicely. The purple on black. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, also, he had a great quote afterwards talking about he's always like rife with wonderful quotes. Yeah. He said, uh, every time someone drives a <laughs> drives a car in a movie, I lose because yes. he originally lost to Driving Miss Daisy and this time lost to Green Book. However, he won uh, the uh the screenplay category, which was well-deserved and really cool to see him up there. And one because they didn't have a, a proper host, they had different people present the best films before yeah. they presented them and also talk about some of the directors. And uh, Spike Lee was just such a presence there. Yeah. It was great to like see him and see everybody just like you could feel him. They were excited. Everyone was excited that he was there. Everyone was excited that he was there, yeah. that he was um, up there. It was like Barbara Streisand had a great moment where – you know, I wish I would have known who did they write their own introductions because oh, it was yeah, like Tom Morello for Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, like, who are, where are you here for? Yes. <laughs> but he did such a great job yeah. and a great writing. And, and I don't know who, uh, you know, who cast um, like Serena Williams right, yeah. or Tom Morello or Barbara Streisand. It's interesting. But, but they did a great job and not having a host in that situation and just having kind of hand-picked different yeah. individuals present those for whatever reasons they were, I felt like really worked and it was really great to see different people up there mm -hmm. and the kind of the, the, what they had to say was individual and unique to each person and kind of like weirdly personal yeah. and also uh, spoke uh, largely about the movie as a whole and I thought was really tasteful and an excellent yeah, way to Yeah, I love it. it when Barbara Streisand said we're both from Brooklyn and then <laughs> Spike Lee lost his mind. <laughs> He goes, uh oh, and he jumped out of his seat. It was, uh, it was like I've never seen Spike Lee so joyful. It was mm -hmm. really, really fun. Yeah, I, I honestly, there was a really solid uh, show. One of my favorite parts was kind of clunky, but in a fun way. Was it was uh, possibly the worst acceptance speech in the history of the show. Which one? Which was hair and makeup, and it was three very nice people, and I kind of feel bad for them. Oh yeah, but they also won an Oscar, so I feel fine for them. Uh, but they had a speech, and they clearly had it worked out, like who was going to be, and they, uh, who was going to say what. And when they got up there, they just completely lost track of what they were doing. They were trying to pass this page back and forth. It was kind of difficult to watch, but I was laughing really hard, and especially because the guy looked like a young Jimmy Carter. Uh -huh. uh, but, yeah, they're like, no, your part. Oh, I already read that part. No, no, you didn't hear. I'll give it to you. It's your style. I'm, it was I'm rough. I'm so glad that they didn't do those during the commercials because – I love those moments. Yeah. You know, like no matter how clunky it is, the I uh, I love the the Oscars and like doing it live. The the part of the charm is that you don't know what's going right. to happen, yeah. and the stuff that goes wrong is oftentimes that was better great. than the stuff that goes. Also, right. Also, people were saying, "Well, I feel bad for them." Like they won an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if yes. you've given the worst acceptance speech. You gave an Oscars acceptance speech. Period. Yes. You're doing fine. Um, another part, another favorite part of mine was seeing all of the best original songs performed. Yeah. Um, everybody was talking about Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper for their performance of Shallow, which was undeniably amazing. I'm going to mildly deny Oh, it. my God. I was a little creeped out by it. Oh. 
Christopher. <laughs> Wait. Uh, you are hurting me. Out. You are hurting me right now. Hear me out. Good lord. So when he started, when Bradley Cooper started, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's, I mean, he's, he's not. All right. He was right. much better on harmony. He's not a singer. Was, yeah, he's not a singer. But then when she went and she was like powerhouse, and then he had to sing again. It's like he goes, oh, wait, yeah, I'm not a singer. And then he was kind of terrible. And then he goes, like, into his register. And then... The- We're not talking about how good Bradley Cooper is here. We we sure. know. A Star wait, is Born was not good because... Oh, God. Then the thing where they... Clo- he sits next to her, and they do yes. a close-up of their face. I'm like, this is creepy. The closer they got, I'm like, "What's gonna- is he going to bite her? Mm-hmm. I, just- <laughs> Everyone I was watching with, they're like, why are they do? Get out of there. It seemed dangerous. It was... I mean, <laughs> I... I loved Lady Gaga's performance in A Star yeah. Is Born. I think a lot of people conflated my love for Lady Gaga's performance with my love of the for, movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't love the movie. Oh, okay. Um, I, Brad, I felt like Bradley Cooper really dragged it down like he did in that performance. Dang. But Gaga just shines through, and she is just so authentic and real and wholehearted. I just really feel like she is a genuine person that I love. I don't know. Maybe she's not, but no, I think I, that yeah, she is, I and have I love her. Mixed feelings about Lady Gaga. None of them are really that negative. Like she's fine. I like her music for the most part. Mm-hmm. I do think she's authentic, though. Authentic doesn't always mean. And I like weird people. Mm-hmm. She's authentic and weird, so that's great. Yes. However, her authentic weirdness kind of just like falls flat for me a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. I at the beginning of her career when she first came out and was doing all this crazy stuff and mm-hmm. was making music, I was super into her. And I don't know, at this point I'm just sort of I, I don't dislike her. I'm just I kind of have a meh feeling about her now. I love her. You can really tell that it really meant a lot to her. But I haven't seen the film. I should be fair. Be I haven't seen the film yet, so um, that's she was pre great. pre viewing. She was fantastic. Yeah. Um but my favorite performance Uh-oh. was Bette Midler. Oh, yeah. Doing the song from uh, nice. Mary Poppins, which I didn't see Mary Poppins. And yeah. so, like, I didn't really know. I do have such a soft spot for Bette Midler. You know, we share love for Tom the Divine Waits. Divine Miss M. Uh, is it Divine Miss M? Yeah. Bette Midler does a song with Tom Waits off Tom Waits' 1977 album, Foreign Affairs, which is critically underrated. The song I Never Talked to Strangers is a duet between them right after the show it is seriously one of my favorite tom white songs and it's bet midler and tom white's it's like they meet in this bar yeah and they they're like flirting throughout the song and so i think that because of that song i love bet midler and she also has that kind of like sentimental romanticism that i love about tom white's she has that in her songs and her performance of that song in mary poppins made me want to see Mary Poppins yeah. and made me just like re-love <laughs> Bette Midler. <laughs> uh, I would like to give a shout out to, because uh, I'm sure she's listening, uh, Gillian Welch and David Rawlings. Yes. Who did uh, When Cowboys Trade Their Spurs for Wings or something. I think I'm yeah. paraphrasing. I love Gillian Welch to death. One of the I don't go to a lot of shows, but I've seen her twice and she was great. And I love that song. I love that song more when I saw it on the Oscars. Man, I gotta. Now I'm disagreeing with oh, you. Here we go, here we go. I love Gillian Welch. Yeah, love her. Yeah, and I was so excited for the performance. Yeah, I felt like the performance in the movie was much better than oh, the performance yeah. on stage. I will say that they. I mean, and I don't know how much of the fault it's with the musicians, but the way they constructed it was kind of bland because mm-hmm. everyone else got like they had a cool set. And then they just had them stationary and go. Everybody else had all this business going on. There's uh, no close-ups, so there's two faces creeping, <laughs> nearly <true>. smooching. 
but yeah, I was sad Kendrick Lamar wasn't there for the, yeah, for no. the song from Black Panther. I don't know Panther. what happened there. Do you know? I'm just, my guess is just that maybe he wasn't available and they're like, we're not going to do it without him, obviously. So yeah, I'm sure they asked yeah. him. Um, for everything else, all the other awards I felt like were all right. There's been some backlash for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody winning best editing, which I think oh. is funny. I've watched like all the videos of them being like, best editing and yeah. they have like a clip from it and the editing is <laughs> it's a lot yeah <laughs> there's a lot maybe uh, it's just most editing yeah maybe that's what they give it that's a lot of people said um so i think that's it we the oh, no <laughs> it's not it it's not it what i want to make a strong case that if you can next year forget the oscars granted they're great this time or watch them as well but try to watch the independent spirit awards what is the Independent Spirit Awards? Uh, Independent Spirit Awards is put on by uh, the Film Society of Lincoln Center. I hope that's right. I just said that, and I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they're a huge awards ceremony, too. It's only on the Independent Film Channel, and I really wish it was on mainstream television or a bigger station just because I need it needs to be more visible. I think a couple years ago, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll hosted it. It's Rad. just as star-studded. It's quicker, and the awards are better. Like, they make more interesting decisions. So, like, this year, for instance, Best Male Lead uh, was Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke wasn't even nominated for First Reform for this, yeah. and he was amazing. And all of the nominees are not even nominees in the Oscars. It was, like, uh, Joaquin Phoenix for You Were Never Really Here, oh, John Cho so for Searching. Uh, they have a best first feature, which Sorry to Bother You won. That's awesome. Which is a really cool uh, foreign film, same, Roma. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have really interesting choices. And occasionally there's a film, Richard E. Grant. Uh, oh, God, I was so hoping he would he win. He won for best supporting actor. God, that's so good. Are, it's like all those movies, yeah. if they were just nominated for Oscars, you know, they could be. They make. We would all think of them way as Way more Oscars. interesting decisions. There's some overlap. Yeah. Also, best supporting female was... Uh, Regina King, just like in that, which I thought was really cool. Yep. Oddly, uh, best cinematography was Suspiria. Oh, so good. But your favorite of mine, Mandy, had a nomination as Whoa. well. It was nominated for best cinematography as well, which does make sense. My God. I'm just saying, Independent Spirit Awards is a fun show. They have a really funny and really great host. They don't overdo it. Their their awards are pretty much focused. They're not a lot of the extraneous ones that most of us don't care about. <laughs> Just between you and me. And uh, I think they make really, really cool decisions. So we're going to do a show next year about that one. Yes. We'll do both. And also, I forgot to mention up top, the best supporting actress was Regina King. Oh, which which she had great. a sweetest... Accepted uh, speech with, uh, she cries yeah. great because it's just <laughs> tears. One. She can still talk, but she's good. But she's got was so happy that she won. Yeah, and her mom was there. She was great. And uh, her mom was there. So many people think their parents. I texted my mom during it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, mom, I love it. Mom, I'd like to thank you. Mom, I'd like to thank you. Um, yeah. So that is our Oscars wrap up. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, now that we're kind of out of critical movie season, yeah, I think we're gonna go into non-critical movie season. Non-critical movie season. <laughs> I think we're gonna do some like fun and weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking about maybe some old movies or some classic movies. Or we're gonna do home movies of me when I was thirteen. Home movies. You can see those at any giant chain cinema. Those sunglasses you were wearing in your prom picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a whole movie just about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been. Cinebuds, um, thank you for listening. Cinebuds is what's the awesome. thing that we say? Cinebuds brought to you is by. brought to you by 
You Associated do. Bank. Thank and you, Susie Bank. And Steinhoffels. Steinhoffels. I sit on your couches sometimes. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Oh, thanks, License Lab. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician, Brett Newski. We also get support from our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and from Milwaukee Film. You guys are great. The show is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Zwicka, zwicka. This is me. Oh, yeah. never seen that I'm one before. I'm a DJ. I mean, kind of a cool DJ. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search Cinebuds. Uh, it looks like you already found us. Thank you. Oh, tell your um, friends. We'll see you next week.